Welcome to The Biggest Story Podcast, a show where we discover how God's Word fits together as we walk through a new Bible story each week. Last week, we heard a story about the importance of believing in God's promises called Big People, Little Faith from Numbers 13 and 14. In that story, we learned the big truth that believing God's promises makes us brave. This week's story is called You Are Not the Boss of Me, and it comes from Numbers 16. Moses has been God's chosen leader over the Israelites for a long time. In God's strength, he set the people free from slavery. He delivered them from Pharaoh and through the Red Sea. He gave them the Ten Commandments. He performed signs and wonders. And twice, when God was about to destroy them, Moses prayed to God and asked him to forgive the Israelites instead of destroying them. And both times, God listened and forgave. What a great leader. I know. Moses had been an amazing leader and had done all that God had asked him. And the people loved him for it, right? <laughs> Wrong. They grew impatient when Moses disappeared on Mount Sinai and wondered what had become of him. That's when they made the golden calf, the idol. Exactly. The people grumbled against him for bringing them out of Egypt to the wilderness, and they questioned Moses for bringing them toward a land full of big, scary people. Remember the ten fearful spies and how all the people sided with them and not the godly spies? Even though the promised land sounded amazing. God chose Moses to lead, but the people's frustration with Moses only grew with time. They didn't see what was so special about Moses. Wasn't he a person just like them? Again and again, they rebelled against him as their leader and insisted, you are not the boss. So what would God do? Well, we'll find out in today's story. Chapter 19. You are not the boss of me. Number 16. You would think Moses would be a popular guy in Israel. He set the people free from slavery. He delivered them from Pharaoh and through the Red Sea. He gave them the Ten Commandments. He performed signs and wonders in Egypt and in the wilderness. How could you not like Moses? Well, the Israelites found ways not to like Moses. Not good ways, but lots of them. They didn't like it when Moses disappeared to be with God. They didn't like that Moses hadn't brought them to the promised land. And they didn't like that Moses was in charge. You're not the boss of me, some of the people thought. Except actually, Moses was kind of the boss of them. Not because he was better than everyone else, but because God had given him authority to lead. Israel learned the hard way, which is the only way they learned much of anything that Moses was the man of God's own choosing. One day, three men, Korah, Dathan, and Abiram, decided they had had enough of Moses and his brother Aaron. What makes you so special, they thought, and where's the land with honey milkshakes you promised? They were getting tired of Moses, but God was getting tired of complainers. So the Lord told everyone to get away from the tents of Korah, Dathan, and Abiram. And if God tells you to turn away from the bad guys, you should probably listen. 
After the warning went through the camp, a giant earthquake followed. The earth opened up and swallowed Korra and those with him. Then, fire burned up 250 chiefs who had decided to follow the rabble-rousers instead of Moses. You might think all the people said, we're sorry, Moses, we trust you now. But they didn't. They grumbled even more against Moses and Aaron. This made God even angrier. And so he threatened to wipe out his people, just like he had done in the days of Noah. But one more time, Moses prayed for the people. God stopped the plague he had sent and gave the people another one of their gazillion chances to walk in faith and get it right. But we never seem to get it right. Centuries later, there would be another man who would deliver people from bondage, give them a new law, and perform signs and wonders. But just like they rejected Moses, so the people rejected Jesus. And just like Moses, Jesus would pray for the people, asking God to be merciful to those who hated the one he had sent. Except this time, there would be no Korah, Dathan, and Abiram to pay for their sins. Jesus would have to do that too. There was a lot of destruction in this story, but also there was mercy and deliverance. When God sent the plague, only Aaron the high priest could stop it by atoning for the people's sins. Take your censer, Moses told him, and put fire on it from the altar and lay incense on it and carry it quickly to the congregation and make atonement for them. Number 1646. Because Aaron hurried to do this, God forgave the people's sins and stopped the plague. At the risk of his life, Aaron stood between the living and the dead and saved the people. I don't know that I'd be willing to risk my life like that. I know. What a faithful and amazing leader he was. But do you know what's more amazing? Jesus is even better than Aaron. How? Well, Jesus delivered people from the slavery of sin, gave them good rules, and performed signs and wonders. And was he accepted by all the people? No, the leaders rejected and killed him. That is exactly right. Like Moses and Aaron, he was rejected. They hated him so much that he was crucified on the cross. But on the cross, like Aaron did, he asked for forgiveness for God's people. Like Aaron, Jesus did this by making atonement for their sins. Aaron risked his life to save the Israelites, but Jesus actually died and gave his life to save all people. So much greater than Aaron, our great Savior and High Priest. Now that brings us to today's big truth. God judges those who reject his plan and his chosen leaders. I'm thankful for good leaders like Moses, Aaron, and Jesus. It can be hard to trust the people in charge sometimes. It can be. But we have to remember who placed those leaders there in the first place. God did. Let's work on our memory verse now. Our verse for this week is Deuteronomy 9.3. Know therefore today that he who goes over before you as a consuming fire is the Lord your God. Okay. You ready to repeat after me? Deuteronomy 9.3. 
Deuteronomy 9.3 Know therefore today Know therefore today that he who goes over before you that he who goes over before you as a consuming fire as a consuming fire is the Lord your God is the Lord your God Good job! Keep practicing this verse throughout the week. It's a great way to keep God's Word hidden in your heart. Oh, let's close our lesson for today. Would you pray along with me? Father in heaven, help us to trust you and to trust those you send to be our leaders. Most of all, give us faith to trust in Jesus. Amen. Thanks so much for listening to The Biggest Story Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with a friend so that they can learn more about the big story of the Bible, too. You can visit TheBiggestStory.com to download coloring pages and activity sheets for today's lesson. There you'll also find other resources like memory verse cards, posters, videos, and more. The Biggest Story Podcast is a production of Crossway. The Sower, written by Scott James and illustrated by Stephen Krotz, introduces this biblical imagery to young readers to help them understand the story of redemptive history and look forward to future reconciliation. Check out The Sower by visiting crossway.org.